Double bonus, Coach K gets rained on. Tickets are being punched in March. Calvin Ridley lost a parlay and his job. Rodgers got the deal, but overshadowed by Wilson once again. And there was a brawl at the Bryant-Wagner NEC Championship. But why do you care? You're going to hear all this next on Double Bonus. This is Double Bonus with your host, Pacey Reynolds, and co-host... I'm Jackson Helm. What's up? <laughs> this is Jackson. I'm Pacey, and we're going to get right into it. Jackson, Coach K's last game did not turn out the way anyone thought it would. I mean, as a Carolina <laughs> fan, there ain't nothing better than beating Coach yeah. K on You C9. are a Carolina fan, aren't I you? I am a Carolina wow. fan. I mean, you're going to get to hold this. I mean, realistically, how many years are you going to hold this against Duke fans? 30 plus oh it's gotta be i mean yeah i was listening to a podcast the other day uh had jj reddick on it and jj reddick was like people still trash him about them beating jj reddick on his senior day and now you beat coach k on his like like espn's like golden boy built up to this probably the last time we play coach k he takes the l to the tar heels that's Hold on oh, to that one for a while. Yeah, man. that'll, I mean, that'll, that'll be a big deal. And, like, the funniest thing was that, like, <laughs> Coach K this whole year, like, this whole year, and I'm sure you could agree to this because I know, and, like, obviously respect Coach K, great basketball coach. Does he have a big ego? Yes. Yes, he does. All season, he was like, hey, you know, don't, don't look at me. This is about the team. This is about the team. And then he went out and was like, everyone be quiet. Everyone be quiet. I want to get my bench. <laughs> Bring my bench out to me. I mean, they can't give him anything else. They named the court after him. I, I just think, you know, you, you say you got, ain't got the big ego. Then why'd you say you were retiring before the year started? Yeah, yeah. Not even, like, before the year. Like, when, when was it? Like, April? Yeah. Like, like, last April after this season, he's like, next year's my last year, guys. I'm, I'm letting you know six months ahead of time, not so you can prepare, but so you can prepare. Like, an ESPN has been all over him all year. And that's what was funny. The end of, Kansas and Texas were playing on ESPN. And, and I texted my buddy who was a Kansas fan. And I said, I love the fact that you're overshadowing the start of Coach K's last yeah, game. Yeah. Because like, like ESPN, you know they wanted to flip it so bad. They wanted to turn on the Duke-UNC game. But the fact that Kansas was playing for a share of the Big 12 title or yeah. the Big 12 title. And it was OT. Like, yeah. you, like, you couldn't just turn the game. And it went to OT. And I was like, I hope that shot did not go off the buzzer. And it didn't. And I lifted my hands in my kitchen and went, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, college basketball, for ruining ESPN's Coach K Day. But I heard on the ACC network, and I didn't see this because I don't have the – I was not on the ACC network. I watched on ESPN. And I was watching Kansas, but I heard that they had a Coach K cam that was there all game on him. <laughs> Jackson's oh shaking his head. He's in, he's in disbelief. But, like, they literally, nobody cared. Nobody cared about anything else all year besides this is Coach K's My last thing, year. I, I just think, you know, Kobe, Kobe announced his retirement for the year. Kobe wasn't making the playoffs. He knew he wasn't. So he went on a retirement tour. Coach K, you're not Kobe. Well, this is the NBA also. Like, yeah. like, go out like Bobby Knight. Go out like Roy Williams. Roy like, Williams, like yeah. play your season and then tell everyone that was the last one. Yeah. Um, but I guess you just can't spell Duke without K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they should change the name of their school to D-U capital K-E. Because yeah. Duke without K is just do. It's just doo-doo. Yeah. Nobody, nobody nobody wants to, Nobody's going to care. Like, John Shire's going to come in. And he's going to do fine. Like, they're still going to be Duke. He, he had a good recruitment for next year. But ESPN has, and, and I, I like LeBron, but they have protected Coach K like they protect LeBron. Like, there's just no denying yeah, that. Yeah. Like, they have, they have gotten as much of Coach K as they want. And the fact that they literally just gave him a mic and after the game was like, do whatever you want. And he was like, and he was just like, everyone shut up. Shut up. I got something to say. And, I mean, it's just, it's just hilarious. But... Other than that, basketball right now, and we, we literally have Boston College right now is about to knock off Wake Forest currently in real time. 7.5 left in the game. Boston College up by five. So there's a team that's going to go play Duke. They're going to lose. But this is my last question because we won't spend too much time on Coach K. This is my question. I didn't ask you this yet. <laughs> if, Duke, if Duke goes to the ACC champion, championship against North Carolina, have you heard the stuff like, like 
Coach K wants to play. Like, he's kind of picking his tournament times, apparently. Do you think he's like, hey, can we go play in Cameron Indoor so I can win my last game? Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> he needs it all, man. <laughs> he's gonna. He's literally going to get on the phone the ACC. Hey, I need to go to Cameron Indoor for the last game. And then hang up the phone. Like, yeah. that's what he's going to say, and then that'll be the end of that conversation. Um, Other college basketball news. Gonzaga last night pulled it off against St. Mary's. You catch any of this game? I, I mean, they play on the... On the West Coast, I gotta go. Work <laughs> you gotta in the go morning. to work in the morning. So, so I stayed up. I stayed up and watched this game uh, because Chet Chet is really growing on me. I wasn't a big Chet guy at the beginning of the year. I was like, who really cares? Okay, but I've got the narrative wrong. This Kiss dude that plays for that Bryant team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sent you that video this afternoon. Yeah. That's the guy that we don't need to like. Yeah. That's the guy that I have problems with. We'll get to him later. But Chet, Chet is like, I like Chet. Like he played horrible last night. Mm-hmm. He played horrible in this championship game, and. And I say I like him for that because the whole game, he was mad that he wasn't playing good. Yeah. And when there's a player that they're not playing good and they're mad, like, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, he's like, he's like, the announcer's like, oh, he's like pumping his fist. Like, you can tell he's angry. And I'm like, good. You should be angry. You're one for six in the first half. Um, but the good thing for Gonzaga was they showed they can still win without Timmy and shit. And that was pretty much that game last night for them if you didn't catch it. Uh, Gonzaga knocked off uh, uh, St. Mary's in the championship of third tournament, and um, Timmy and Chet were just irrelevant, but Gonzaga had guys that stepped up, and I think that shows why they're a deep tournament team. Every year, I sit down, I have my bracket in front of me, and I think Gonzaga played in this weak conference. They're not going to go very far in the tournament. And then they prove me wrong every This year, I'm not falling for it. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for Gonzaga this year. Well, I think I think too. Like you just get older, and you're like, okay, like this is. I just can't. Like I just can't disagree with this. And also, St. Mary's is not bad. Uh, I guess got this kid named Koozie for St. Mary's last night. He drained like two in Chet's face, and I was like, he can't even see the rim around this kid. Mm-hmm. And then San Francisco, who played Gonzaga the other night, like San Francisco didn't have their best player and put Gonzaga within ten. And I think Gonzaga is a really good team. Yeah, San Francisco going to come in at a nine seed. And that's really if I'm a, if I'm Auburn, and we'll get into them next week, all the time because we'll be talking about brackets. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna claim it here. I don't trust Auburn as a one seed. Yeah. I see Auburn as a second round exit. Like Auburn is the Illinois of this year, hundred yeah. percent. They're gonna win their tournament. They're gonna beat Kentucky. Yeah, I know it's gonna happen. They're beat Kentucky on Sunday. They're gonna go nuts. They're gonna get the one seed. They're gonna beat the round of sixty four team. I mean, they're gonna beat the sixteen seed because who doesn't? Yeah. Virginia, and then they're gonna go get beat like the next game against the nine seed, or they're going to be the Sweet 16, like Thursday exit, which for me, I would just love to see that because I'm not a Bruce Pearl guy. But that's, that's, that's about it there. Um, how are your Browns doing right now? <laughs> what, what are the Browns doing right now with this NFL stuff going on? I mean, the league is making moves, but I haven't heard much about the Browns. I have no idea <laughs> what our plan is for this year. I think that we are right now putting all of our eggs in the basket of Baker was injured, and he's going to come back next year, be healthy, and be a playoff quarterback again. And I don't know if it's going to work uh, out, but I think that's where it's yeah, going. Here's, here's my concern. Is Baker it? Like, is Baker it? Is Baker really it? As much as I want Baker to be it, I think Baker is a game manager, not a game, like a playmaker. Yeah, he's not an AFC quarterback right now. No. Like, look at the AFC West. The AFC West now has, I mean, it's the quarterback division. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like. Prime time, we should just fill the NFL schedule this year with AFC West games. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to watch Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes go at it? I mean, yeah. that's going to be insane. Like, those are, that's the next, like, like the AFC games are going to own NFL prime time. Like, they mm-hmm. should. Like, you can, the Bills and the Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Broncos, the, the Chargers and the Broncos, the Chargers, I would watch, like, I'm an NFC guy and I will watch all of those games because oh, yeah. they're going to be great. And for fantasy, it's great. It's great for the game. But with that whole trade and that Wilson deal. So let me ask you this. Did, did, did the Seahawks, did they, did they get a lot? Did, did Denver give up too much? I mean, we were talking about, they gave up Noah Fant, and they're getting a quarterback where I'm just like, he's great. Oh, who he, cares about Drew Locke? I mean, really? Who yeah, cares? Like, yeah. who, I, free DK Metcalf and free Noah Fant. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. But free Noah Fant first because he was in Denver. Great tight end. I would have him as a top 10. Yeah. And Drew Locke was his quarterback, and now he's going back, and Drew Locke is still his quarterback. Like, yeah. that's got to be disappointing. Yeah. And 
like you said, DK, they got rid of Bobby Wagner today too. The Seahawks. Yeah, they released Bobby Wagner last night. I saw that. And then um, they're hearing for Lockett right now. Like yeah. Seattle's blown it up and I'm a huge business guy. So like, I respect this. I'm like, Seattle, let's blow it up. Yeah. Like, like with Dallas this week, um, for you, for those listening and discuss that may have just realized I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you I am, but I'm not a We Them Boys fan. And I really like what the Cowboys have done this far. I, I don't think we're going to be better than last year. I think we're going to be the same. Like we're going to be like 10 and five and we're going to get beaten the first or, you know, 10 and six, whatever. We're going to beat in the first round of the playoffs because our division's bad. And Carson Wentz just came back to, to our vision. So I celebrated with that today. I was like, Whoo-hoo, we're going to keep beating the Washington Commanders. Uh, so there's two wins. Daniel Jones is still a quarterback in New York. So there's two wins. And Jalen Hurts might beat us once this year. So there's five wins right there. So it's going to be pretty hard for us not to make the playoffs or at least a wild card because we get five or six free wins. But I like what they've done. Good business moves. They let go of Coop. He wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. They. They're re-signing. They're, going, they're getting the deal done with Gallup, which is a big question mark for me. Like, do we want him? It's kind of hurt. Yeah. Back-to-back ACL tears. I heard it was a clean tear, but still, I would have just let Gallup go too. I would have kept Cedric, and I would have drafted a wide receiver and said the offense isn't the problem. I would have said the O-line's the problem, which is part of the offense, but the O-line is the pivotal problem of that offense. Yeah. Dak, Dak's going to win games. Zeke's not good either way, but the NFL offseason is in full swing, and... It hasn't even started yet. And it hasn't started yet. It hasn't. The, the Seahawks trade hasn't even went through yet because it's not even open yeah, yet. It's not open. It's just, it's literally there on the table. Like yeah. Roger Goodell is like, oh, I love this. This yeah. is great for me. And what's better for them and college basketball right now is that baseball's locked out. Yeah. We have no baseball things going on. Yeah. Like anyone that was into baseball and has their foot in the door with fancy baseball or sport, you know, they're big, they're bigger in baseball, but they pay attention to other sports is now like turn their head like, oh, I'll watch some college basketball. I'll, uh, might as well see even maybe what's up with the NBA. Usually none of them are NBA guys, but yeah. But that's that's what's going on in the sports world right now, and it's really just a great time for sports. March Madness is a favorite time of the year. Football yeah. is got a crazy off season right now. I'm proud of my Cowboys, even though I it's a love hate relationship. It's like a high school. It's like a high school dating relationship. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna look back on it when I'm older and be like, that was really cute, but also I should have picked a different team. Like why <laughs> why was I born into being a Cowboys fan? You know, but. You know, what's up with Aaron Rodgers getting his deal done on International Women's Day? Like, come on. Come on, man. You can't give. We got one day. We got one day for women. You got to sign. You got to couldn't sign tomorrow. Yeah. But I guess the whole thing was with Devontae Adams. Um, and I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy either. But I love that Russell Wilson's deal got done yesterday to overshadow him. The thing with Aaron Rodgers is I just don't understand. He talks about how unhappy he is. And then, and then he, he goes to the same exact situation. And he stayed. The same situation. He stayed. He stayed with a with a wide receiver who now is not going to be happy next year when okay. Two out of the four years they might play in the NFC championship. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl quarterback because they're not a Super Bowl team. You couldn't beat the San Francisco 49ers. People are like, it's like the same thing with the Cowboys. I'm like, the Cow- yeah, the Cowboys are a good football team and they're gonna win games. Not gonna win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They don't have the coaching for it. They don't have the coaching experience for it. Packers coaching doesn't have the experience for it. And they couldn't win. And Aaron Rodgers, like, dude, you posted a picture of Michael freaking Jordan, and you said this was it. Yeah. And you, and you lost. Yeah. And you lost. You lost in the first round. You didn't even lose to Tom Brady. You didn't even lose to the GOAT. You didn't even lose to anyone respectable. You lost to Jimmy G, who got his job thrown out. Yeah. And I know that Jimmy G didn't do anything in that game, but still, you lost to Jimmy Garoppolo. San Francisco now just realized, oh, look, all we got to do is pick up a quarterback and we'll just be Aaron Rodgers again next year because he can't beat us. So, hey, Niners got Trey Lance sitting in those. Well, sitting back they there honestly well. might as well start him because they, they didn't need a quarterback last year. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, football is, football is like, an aggr- like, I can get so aggressive real quick because I'm like, I don't, I don't understand sometimes what people think is the end game for them. Yeah. Like, like with the Packers deal, it's like, why is no one like, and with the Cowboys, it's like the same way. Like they, they get to the end of the season and everyone knows their issues. Like all year, I was like, the O-line is the issue. The O-line is the issue with the Cowboys. The O-line is the issue. We get to the postseason, Dak gets sacked a bunch. Um, and the offense couldn't withstand that. Like that's why I'm like, good, you let Cooper go. They restructured Martin and Dak's deal. Let's get rid of some trash and let's go sign some, let's go sign some young boys that can block. Yeah. 
And with the Packers, I'm like, your defense is still garbage. You know, your defense is still not good. Go get Bobby Wagner or go do something. But I mean, but I respect teams like Seattle that are like, let's let's just blow it up and yeah, come back to it. With Aaron Rodgers, he's at the age that Tom Brady was like, I, I'm not winning rings here in New England anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to go to a team that's ready to win a ring for me. Why, why Aaron Rodgers decided to go back to the same situation he's in where I don't think they're ready to win a ring, I, I don't understand right now. No, I can't. I can't seem to understand. I can't seem to understand much of what goes on inside his head, um, especially yeah. when he posted a picture of the last dance cover and made it seem like this was his last dance. And my first thing I said to everyone was, "When did Aaron Rodgers go to the dance?" Yeah, like he went what like back when he played in the Cowboys Stadium. Like Aaron Rodgers has made a career off of beating crappy teams in his division, like Jay Cutler and Mitchell Trubisky, which I like. I like. Mitch, but still, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Kirk Cousins, like the Cowboys beat him with a backup quarterback this year. Like he's made a living off of that. And I say the same thing about Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott can make a living as a Cowboys quarterback who just beat the crap out of all these crappy teams for 10 years mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll celebrate him. Like we do everything in Dallas. But enough of that, enough of that complete nonsense. Yeah. I got a stat for you here. We're going to get into a little college basketball talk again. And this is the number one stat I've, I've pulled all week for biggest, biggest upset odds. I am locking in right now. Before I look at a bracket, I'm going to lock in Loyola with one win. Yeah, I mean, they, they do it every year. And here's, and, here's, and here's why. Missouri Valley Conference teams are 12-1 and one in their last 13 games. So you start thinking, okay, Loyola, they had Wichita State, they had... Um, who do Loyola play? They play Drake. Drake. Like, I'm going to lock them in. I'm going to go ahead and lock them in. Because, I mean, the Missouri Valley's a little tougher than it gets credit for. It, yeah. just, it is. And we're obviously a little closer to that, so we might be a little more biased. But Loyola, Loyola obviously has back-to-back deep runs mm-hmm. um, the last two years. One that was, like, last year, kind of honestly still a COVID year in college basketball. You know, uh, Illinois gets beat by them, and we were all like kind of rooting for Illinois because it's our state. Yeah. Um, even though we're all fans of other blue blood teams, we were like, "Let's yeah. go Illinois, let's go!" And then Illinois just crapped a brick, and we were like, "Oh, well, this sucks." <laughs> yeah. And we all just kind of were like, "Well, I don't know who we root for now." And then the Pac-12 took over, and that's like as far away from us as any of us care to mention. And it was just the Pac-12 tournament yeah. in March Madness, which is a whole other thing. But Here's where we're going to get into. Lo- give, me, give me the four one seeds right now for March Madness. You got four one seeds. Gonzaga, Baylor, and okay. Arizona. Arizona. Those are, those are lock ones. Mm-hmm. And then I think that fourth one can be where you get into who wins their conference. Yeah. So you think Baylor loses their conference to Kansas in the championship game. Here's, here's, there's a lot of scenarios around this. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got two locks. I've got Arizona and Gonzaga. Like, there's no doubt. Yeah. Those teams are scary. They're like kind of how last year where lots of people just wrote in Gonzaga and Baylor on their final fours mm-hmm. and didn't pay attention to it because you're like, well, they're good at beating bad teams. Like, they're not going to struggle. They're going to be tough to match up with. I still I think that about Arizona and Gonzaga. I'm giving, I'm giving the Big 12 tournament winner the one seed, and I'm giving the SEC tournament winner the one seed. Obviously biased, but I still feel like it's the most respectful thing to do. I think that like, makes sense. Like, I can't give... If Kansas beats Baylor in the championship of the Big 12, and Kentucky wins the SEC, I can't give Baylor and Kansas when Kentucky won the SEC and they beat Kansas by, like, 20-something. Like, that was the biggest win of the year for us. That was, like... That win will come back to haunt me when, next time Kentucky sees Kansas. Like, you heard it here first. But, on this pilot episode, but... Kentucky will get haunted by that Kansas win. Yeah. Like, do you remember? Oh my goodness, this was so long ago. 2016, Kentucky played UCLA, mm-hmm. and UCLA did not score forever. Like for the first 10 minutes of the game, and the score was like 28. Like it was like literally in the 20s to zero, and everyone was watching it, going, "Oh my goodness, what is happening?" Yeah. Like is UCLA not even a basketball school anymore? And you like it was kind of like one of those things. I felt like Duke and UNC, like all the chairs, like like all these big coaches, like Roy Williams and and uh, like and uh, Coach K. I see. I saw them sitting there together, going, "I think we should kick UCLA out of 
out of uh, the big blue schools. Like we should we should disclude them from the conversation. But then the next year, like Kentucky played UCLA with Lonzo Ball, um, and they beat Kentucky, and it was like a huge revenge thing mm-hmm. because Kentucky like literally wiped the floor with them and kicked them while they were down. Oh yeah, and almost like almost like the NFL this year, like when uh when the Patriots just got blasted by the the Bills, I was like, this is gonna come back to haunt you. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's there's a point when you beat someone and you're like, yeah, I don't want to beat you by that much. Yeah. Like, and that's how I felt about the Kentucky and Kansas game. I was like, I don't want to beat you by that much. Gives you that false security a little yeah, bit. Like we beat you at your place and we kicked you in the face. And every time your crowd stood up and cheered for you, we kicked them in the face. too. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously a fun game to watch for Kentucky. I was like, let's go. But then like after the game, I was like, oh, boy, that's going to come back to us. Mm-hmm. But give me so you've got you've got Gonzaga, Baylor, Arizona, Arizona, and then yeah, you throw in one of them conference winners. Where, conference winners, yeah, Duke maybe. I think that you got to see those four teams you mentioned: Baylor, Kansas, Kentucky, and Auburn. You got to see none of them win the conference championship to throw Duke in there. They they got to Duke doesn't agree. Duke doesn't control their destiny here. I would agree. I would agree that Kentucky. Lots of people feel good about Kentucky, and as a Kentucky fan, I can say Kentucky perfectly got to pull the injured card this year. Mm-hmm. Their loss at Auburn, uh, they were winning by 12 when Ty Ty went out. And you can make the argument that when Ty Ty is healthy and Wheeler is healthy, Kentucky's a one seed, no doubt. Kentucky's a Final Four contender, in my opinion. And I've watched them very closely, obviously. And uh, I try not to be too biased, but I do. I feel that good about them. I feel that good about them in Arizona and Gonzaga. Um, Kentucky's big thing for them in this tournament as a fan, I'm like, we need to beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We need to have the confidence to beat Tennessee. We can lose to Auburn. I don't care. Yeah. Because like I need to, I want Auburn to have that false security of winning the SEC is like their big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's so hard to win that many games in a row. And for Kentucky, them losing a game like that, they would gain a lot more confidence beating Tennessee I really wish they could have matched up against Arkansas because beating Arkansas would have been a huge confidence booster for them because if you're Arkansas you're excited to go play Auburn like you're excited to beat whoever they're gonna beat because I've got I could see Arkansas coming out and play Kentucky in the championship which Kentucky beating them is the only way I'd want to win the SEC championship it's dumb to say I wouldn't want to win it but if we lost to Auburn it doesn't bother me as much if we lost to Arkansas or Tennessee I'm gonna be a little more insecure about the Kentucky going into it um so I sent you that video today. Did you did you get to catch this fight? I, this fight I, that happened last night. This two and a half minute <laughs> video had so much happen in it that isn't that the truth? Yeah, isn't that the truth? I slowed it down to to catch some details. And first off, what do you think of what's his what's his first name? Kiss. Yeah, Perry Kiss. He's averaging the most in college basketball. And um, I mean, it's kind of insane if you ask me that this kid is. Let's, let's get a first name on this kid real quick. Peter. It's okay. Peter. I thought it was Philip, but it's Peter. <laughs> it's Peter Kiss. Averaging the most in college basketball. A, last time this was done uh, was Trey Young for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I feel identical to that as I do this, except I liked Trey Young more than I liked this kid. Yeah. This kid last night was like giving the rock and roll symbol and like pumping up the roof every time he like threw something down. Yeah. And I was like, Man, I would love to see you just get get put up against Gonzaga and watch Chet Holgram just glass you a few times. Oh yeah, and then just watch you shrink down to the size of a bean. Yeah, like then there's the fight. Which here's here's my thing, and this could be a college basketball thing in general. Like I want to ask your opinion. Why are fans and parents and close members of the team sitting with no blockade right up against? 200 white kids. Yeah. Like 200 rowdy white college kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, that that whole incident was the result of boredom. Your team is down by 30 plus in a conference championship game and you just get well, bored. Oh yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the Kiss Kids should have been teed up. Yeah. Like, he was amping that crowd up. Yeah. And I stand behind ESPN. Gosh, they went crazy hard at that crowd last night. Mm-hmm. Like, that school. They kept saying, like, oh, this doesn't do anything for what the team's done. Like, congratulations to them, but this school should be ashamed, basically, of this. And I was like, no. 
you should be ashamed that you let that you let like you let the game get this out of control in the second half. Like you said, it was out of boredom. Yeah. The game was literally straight up. I'm about to look at it here and see what the time was. 4:37 left in the game. So like we're, we're about to celebrate. Yeah. And you let this Peter Kiss kid just make fun of this team all night. Yeah. And the parents are sitting there and I'm sure they're hearing stuff from the fans. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is there's a guy with his shirt off, okay? And everyone sees this on ESPN. There's the guy with the shirt off, the kid next to him, the one that got hit in the face. Yeah. All right. The kid next to him that hit in the face was not antagonizing it. The guy with his shirt off, it was like the pointing oh, yeah. and the yelling. And I watched this and slowed this down today. This fight should have been stopped two minutes before it started. Like, there's a kid at the bottom, took a water bottle, shucked it like sidearm as hard as he could up at the top. Miss, it lands at some girl's feet and she like looks down at it. And she's like, what the heck is that? I see like three or four times things flying across the screen. And like, it's kind of one of those things like who fired the first shot? There were shots already fired yeah. before, before the fight broke out. Like, at any moment, the AD could have got on the mic before he did, like 20 minutes later, and was like, hey, guys, let's be quiet. Let's simmer down, and yeah. then we're going to let you come on the floor and cheer. But I would have just been like, let's get the fans out of here. Like, let's yeah. get the fans. The players were out first, which is obviously you need to do that. You need to get the, keep the kids safe. The worst part, and this is kind of the part that's like, oh, was the Wagner kid that was like, that's my mom up there. That's my mom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that would, that would get you, that would get anyone fired up. You know, you see your mom right in the middle of a fight, you know, like, you understand his frustration. I was glad think that they that didn't allow him to get up there, but with whenever COVID happened and they took fans away, fans came back and kind of forgot how to act. Oh, hundred percent. I think about them, the the New York fans throwing stuff on Trey Young, and I'm just like, we really forgot how to act whenever we go to a sporting event. Like they don't get anything from the players, don't get anything from being taunted or nothing. Oh yeah, just. I think, and too, like, this has kind of been a big topic in sports recently. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, like the fans, you know, and LeBron's even talked about it. And I'm all for fans. I'm here for Oh, fans. yeah. I'm here for common sense as well. And so here, I'm breaking this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick skim through. Okay. We're at f- 15 seconds into this video of the fight breaking out. So literally, it took a whole minute for a punch to be thrown. And it's like in middle school, like I had middle school teachers that were better at stopping fights than the security was at this game. Like, like a oh, middle yeah. school and you work in a school, you know, it's like everyone's crowding around and everyone's looking and everyone's like, oh, it's like, what's about to go down. And then finally at like, it looks like there's a minute 30 in here. The dude with his shirts off, like gets pushed, hit in the tit. And then the dude next to him gets smoked in the face. And then the girl, this girl down here has got her hair pulled back. She starts throwing punches, and it just turns into mayhem. And shame on college basketball for the, letting them, like, I will not shame the university. I will shame uh, the fact that no one stepped up and said, okay, you're making this game all about yourself, Peter Kiss. You're amping up the crowd. You're literally amping up the crowd in the timeout. While this fighting was happening, I'm I'm teeing somebody up. My biggest question: You got to keep people focused on the game. It was out of boredom. I 100 percent agree with what you said. That is the best way to say it. It happened out of boredom. My biggest question mark from the whole video is that, like, two minutes into this video, you see the uh, Wagner team take the court back. Mm-hmm. Why is the coach wearing a jersey? <laughs> no way. Why is the coach Where wearing at? A, right in here? Middle, right in here in the middle. That coach is definitely wearing a jersey. You've got to be kidding me. How did I not pick up on that? I watched that video I, like 10 times a day. And I have, looking at I have no idea if um, that something got thrown on him or what, but I just felt like I needed some more answers on that. The coach is 100% wearing a number four Wagner jersey. Okay, so if you look up the Wagner versus Bryant brawl, the brawl, the brawl at the Bryant championship game, um, significantly the NEC, the NEC championship, this is the perfect storm for a few things. You get the championship game on your floor. Uh-huh. You let this kid act like a act like he's Michael Jordan all night. And then you set the parents with no barricade next to a bunch of rowdy kids that are excited. They're excited. Mm-hmm. I'll give that to them. They're excited. But like you said, hold on, I gotta see this. Player coach in Jersey. Yeah, go to the video and check that out, like Jackson was saying. We might we might leave that in the description. He is literally walking across the court. 
He's got the number four Wagner jersey on it. Two exactly two minutes. Yeah, that's why I was that's like, that's hilarious. So much to he walked back out of the locker room. He went video. to the locker room. He put on the jersey and he thought, "I'm ready to go play." Kids. Yeah, I'm ready. tired of watching you guys get beat. <laughs> Give me a freaking jersey. I'm gonna get out here and score some points. Yeah, because I'm tired of watching. And it was bad. Like the game started off. And I saw all the highlights in ESPN, and I eventually kind of turned it on to to see the ending celebration. But like the game got out of hand so fast, like it was like twenty eight to four. If it's twenty eight to four, and you got someone pumping up the crowd, and they've only scored four points, I'm teeing somebody up. Like I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna be like, okay, you wanna like at one point, Peter Kiss definitely pulled himself up on the rim, and I would have been like, yeah, T, T right there, mm-hmm. T for that. You know, you're he's waving the crowd on. Let's go, let's go. It's all fun. It's all fun until something like that happens. Yeah. So all the ESPN people that went after Bryant last night, Bryant, I'm coming to your defense and saying that it's their fault they didn't call out your kid first. So there you are. But also super excited to see Peter Kiss get nailed in the first round. Yeah. Super excited for this. Or he could, like, I could eat my own words and he might go Jimmer for dead on me. He could. Go absolutely insane. But my money is on, that's not going to happen. So with that, NBA... The NBA season is winding down, but nobody seems to care. Like, <laughs> like, like, here's the weird thing. Celtics win the other night. Big win for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw this. Yep. Um, Jason Tatum scored, you know, 54. If he would have scored three more points, he would have overshadowed LeBron that night, but that's not how LeBron works. LeBron no. had someone in his ear telling him, you got to make sure you score 56 or else, you know, Jason Tatum's on track to beat you right now. And... Like, that was, a, that was a big game. Celtics win, big game. That game matters. Last night, Brooklyn gets a nice little win against Charlotte. That game doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like, that's kind of how the NBA works. And right now, the, this NBA playoffs is... The, I thought the NBA bubble playoffs, say what you want. Say what you want about the Mickey Mouse year. But it was fun. It was fun to watch. This NBA playoffs is going to be fun to watch. All this last year, Phoenix was fun to watch because they had fans. Fans should be back this year, I think. It's going to be fun to watch the East. As long as Brooklyn gets in. <laughs> and if you're Miami, you are begging. You are begging Brooklyn. You are begging to not see Brooklyn in the first round. Could you imagine getting a high seed? The one your, seed. The one seed, and you play Kevin Durant. It's terrifying. It's literally terrifying to me. The fact that the fact that I put in 82 games and I got to go play seven against the NBA. And, and the playoffs is such a matchup basis. Like, who matches oh, up with 100%. who better? And right now, like, there's 17 games left. And, um, man, there's just so much. There's so much. I'm so excited for this trail of sports right now from we're going to go, like, what we're going to go from. And then as soon as the NBA playoff starts, baseball's gonna be like, hey guys, we're back. And I'm gonna be like, okay, but you're like 10 minutes, like you're like 10 minutes late. We yeah. started 10 minutes ago, you know, that type of thing. But the NBA is just, it's in a weird spot right now. You the don't, Bulls were hot and now they're not. Like the, the Bulls, Bulls are pretenders. The Bulls, the, here's what's sad the Bulls had a good year. DeMar proved, like, you know what? You took Westbrook instead of me, LeBron. I'm going to go have a good year mm-hmm. at Chicago. And that's what he did. And then they're going to be the team that sees Brooklyn in the first round. And Chicago's going to say, we made the playoffs. And I'm going to say, well, you, you kind of took the lunch tray. And like there was good things left in the lunch line that hadn't been taken yet. And you picked them up. And yeah, you did. You did it good. You came back with a good tray. But people would always take other trays over yours. And that's where you're at. What um, I always think about the Bulls is they had a bunch of guys who felt like nobody wanted them. And they had a lot to prove. The reason, oh, yeah. that, the reason that the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs, what does LeBron have to prove? He has nothing to play 82 games for. He's done it already. These Bulls have everything to play for, and so they're going to show out in the regular season and the playoffs are going to roll around. They're going to be like, eh, we really and weren't all it's that. Hard to, it's hard to say because like, the Warriors with Draymond are good. And yeah. I'm not a big Draymond guy, but he's so smart. He's such a, he's, like, his basketball IQ is much higher than he gets credit for. Mm-hmm. And then what Draymond puts them really high up on my list of like deep runs because um, it would match up really well. But like you can't beat the Lakers. They didn't play well warranted the other night. But 
<laughs> it's like a trail of problems. So the Lakers would be better off if they weren't a four seed or a three seed. Obviously, they're not. But <laughs> seriously, the Lakers are not good. But if the Lakers could have more home games and away games this playoffs, and they could get Los Angeles Rams players to come sit in the stands, if they could get Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald to come yeah. sit in the front row every night, LeBron would just continuously drop 40 points because that's what LeBron does. But how many more times can LeBron reach in his back? And I think he knows that. I think he knows that those performances are numbered to some extent. And can he go out and drop 30? Absolutely. But can he go out and drop 50 like that? Like, in a playoff series? Um, like, I, I, think, I think he could saddle up and he could win a series. I think I would be impressed with LeBron winning a series. I used to... I'm a huge, huge LeBron fan. I used to always think LeBron James, all he has to do is get to the playoffs and then he turns oh, it on. I that's, mean, what, that's what LeBron does. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's what I stuff. always thought. And then last year happened. And he got wow. to the playoffs, and he couldn't do it. I mean, AD went out, but what I always thought was my LeBron does. That's just what mm-hmm. he does. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't think he's got that anymore. I think he, he he's aged a little bit. He's it's passing the torch on a little bit. Well, I think that injuries. I think those injuries really timed him in a way that he was not expecting. Um, but obviously, I mean, LeBron's a genius, a basketball genius, mm-hmm. and he knows all of these things. And I love LeBron too, so no shade. But I think he knows that those injuries did take a toll. And if he wants to be where he's at when his son gets in the league, which is like his son's like the second or third best player in Sierra Canyon, so that's a whole different thing. But it's it's quite interesting this whole LeBron thing and KD and Steph. Like all these young guns are standing on deck, ready to make playoff runs, like Jason Tatum, like John Morant, and Luca. Like I want to see Luca win a playoff series so bad. He needs some help, but yeah, I do too. <laughs> but like, they're all standing there and they're ready to go. And it's like, who's who's getting who's gonna get deemed like the like? Honestly, out of the West, Chris Paul's healthy. It's got to be Phoenix. Like, the Warriors. I just don't know if the seven game series helps them. I don't know if that helps them or not. Uh, the East is where all the question marks are. Yeah, as far as anything. Um. Because truly, Philly has widened the lens. Philly Against has widened the, the lens in the East. Unpopular opinion amongst most. I am a big James Harden fan. Really? I actually love watching James Harden play. He's so it's savvy. Fun to watch. Yeah. So I, I would be rooting for the 76ers in the playoffs. James Harden is dietitian should get a raise because he <laughs> went from like two months ago. To where I don't think he could have played a whole quarter until last night he was running up and down the steps at Wells Fargo Center either last night or the night before after the game. I was like, James Harden is about that action now. Like yeah. he is like, he's wearing the cool throwback Sixers jerseys. He's got Embiid. And Embiid is like now probably taking days off. He's probably like, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this stuff for like three or four years now. I'm going home. Um, but this is the year we find out is Embiid about that action. Yeah. Because Forever it's been, you know, you couldn't do it with Butler. You couldn't do it with Ben Simmons. And I'm like, okay, we got you rid of Simmons. Like, yeah. James Harden made the same amount of threes in his first game as Ben Simmons made in Wells Fargo in a couple of years. Yeah. So you had that for you. And now it's time to figure out both of these guys. Can you answer the call? Yeah. Because James Harden, and I've heard this all over social media, like both of these guys have choked in the playoffs. It's, it's down to that. Like you had, both of you had shots and you missed it. And I'm excited for him. I'm like, let's go. Give me some Philly. Give me some Philly. Give me some Phillies and some Celtics action. I like this series. I like the feel of this That'd NBA postseason. That'd be a fun series. That'd be a fun series. I'm excited to see what this NBA postseason does. I truly am. And not only because of that, but because there's still some wild cards in there. Like, there's still LeBron. There's still KD. There's still Steph Curry. That's like, scary. You can't count anybody out. You're scared. If you're those teams and you had a good year... That's and you're scary. like you're ready to make a big appearance. You're waiting to see what those guys do. It, question for you. Yeah. If LeBron doesn't make the playoffs, is the career over? Oh no. Do you bounce back from no. that? If he didn't make the playoffs, who cares? Like, here's the thing. I am a huge when it comes to sports, I, I like players. Um and people are gonna figure this out. I'm a bigger business guy. So like I would do not pledge to players though before I pledge to a team. And I've kind of got this thing in the NBA where I've never really had a favorite team, but I follow players. It's the only league I do that. And the Lakers, horrible business team. Horrible business team. Like, I have no clue what's going on in this front office. 
And this is the first time LeBron has opened up and said, no, I like this front office. And I'm like, do you though? Or are you saying that because the heat's getting put on you? Like, I'm very confused at the LA situation. LeBron is staying, but AD's got to go. People have to go. Business decisions have to be made. Like, if the Cleveland Cavaliers make a playoff appearance and go deeper than you have out of the COVID, you know, the pandemic, the mouse, the Mickey Mouse trophy, whatever people want to call it. If the Cavaliers, like, they're making the playoffs this year and you didn't, you're going to start drawing question marks. Like, I, I always thought that in um, the bubble playoffs, I thought Anthony Davis was the best player on the Lakers team. Oh, he was the best player in the bubble. In maybe. the league, yeah. He was hitting threes like... Like he was Kevin Durant. And then then they won that title, and I don't know where my man went. Well, he had a lot of rest before that, too, and that's been a lot of speculation um, for a while. But the funniest thing is, like, what? What is, like, is LeBron ready? If I'm LeBron, and, and I love you, LeBron, and you'll never hear this, but you got to be a true businessman for a couple of years, and you got to find a team that you can win one more with. That's what I want for you. But you've got to commit. You've got to commit to some things. One, here's what LA did. They went all in and they won the chip. They got it. I think it was going to happen whether the pandemic or not. The pandemic. I think so. 100%. Um, It would have looked different, obviously, but Mm -hmm. they were going to do it. But LeBron, you want to be a part of a championship team. You don't just build this overnight. Like Westbrook has got, Westbrook's got to go. Like, this guy has got some personal life issues going on right now. He, need, he needs to go. He's mad at people calling him names, and I understand. But also, at the same time, I'm like, dude, this is sports. Like, people go after guys like Carson Wentz every week during the NFL and talk about how horrible they are. Yeah. You're, you got sent here to do one thing. Given this, I will admit this about Russell Westbrook. And this is the last thing I'll say about the Lakers, because not everyone wants to hear about him. Westbrook did not get sent to a team where he can play his style of basketball. No. At all. And if you're the Lakers, you knew that. And here's what people are going to say. Well, he's still giving you 18, 7, and 7. You know, he's not, he's not the sole guy. He can't do it. Like on Washington, he could carry that team because it, they fit to his style of play. He's going to go somewhere else and do that. That's fine. But you're not doing that on LA. You're not doing that with LeBron and AD. I misspoke because I was like at first, I was like, oh, they got someone to do the dirty work. And then... I was like, gosh, this could really help LeBron out maybe like early in the year, like really save him some minutes. And then we found out like, oh, Russell Westbrook's not doing very good. And I won't call him uh, his, the name that no one wants to call him. It's not explicit, but I won't say it because I don't want to disrespect his name. Um, even though if I had a dollar, maybe I'm going to start doing that. When people say Reynolds wrong, I'm going to start like losing my lid. I'm going to be like, don't disrespect my name, dude. Yeah. Like if people said, instead of calling you like Jackson Helm, they just were like, I don't know. They just said like Jackson, like, Helk or yeah, halluci or hallucination. Like that'd be like you just like losing your mind. Like what are you doing? You can't disrespect my name like that. Like I'm tired of it. And I get it. Like your name is your honor, your pride. But like if I was getting paid all that money, I'd be like, you know, I'm gonna explain to my kids. People are gonna say these things about you in life. People are gonna call you this, even if they didn't call me that. Get over it. It's sports. I I it's think four one four. Russell Russell Westbrook is an MVP winner. I don't think. He's a finals champion. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I agree with that 100%. College basketball to close here. Right now, let's, let's take a look at what we got on deck tonight. Butler and Xavier going right now. I'm going to go check out this game after, check out that game after this. Um, Xavier needs this win. Xavier needs to, to run deep in this tournament. Uh, this blew my mind today. Um, did you hear about this? Bayheim. Bayheim's a kid. I think it was Buddy. Or I'm sorry. Maybe I misspoke. Hold on. So one of the Bayheim boys like mm-hmm. punched one of the Florida State guys, like right in the stomach after a basket. And I was like, oh, like that's that's kind of something that can like get you in some trouble, you know? And uh then we've had what else has happened today? Okay, yeah, yeah. Buddy Bayheim. It was Buddy. Hit the Florida State player after the basket. Mm-hmm. And in the game, not much came of it. It, it. Actually, they didn't go to the monitors for a second. And I think they did. And I didn't actually hear what they did after it. But he like straight up hit this player. But Syracuse, this Florida State team who has been known to fight, like got embarrassed by Syracuse. Like looked like they rolled over and just let Syracuse kick him in the face for like 
40 minutes. It was actually hard to watch. I turned the game off, and I was excited to watch it. I thought it'd be one of the better games this afternoon. But the best game I've seen this afternoon was definitely the Boston College-Wake Forest matchup like uh, that just ended. Uh, Boston College didn't end up taking that, so now they're going to be Miami's problem tomorrow. Uh, we've got a little SEC matchup tonight. Um, one of these teams in the American 10, who won that? Or the Atlantic 10? Uh, St. Louis plays tomorrow. We're close to St. Louis. They're going to mm-hmm. be playing tomorrow. And uh, where are they going to be at? The Atlantic 10, they're going to be playing. Or the, big, the A-10, whatever they're called. They're playing for a chip. Chance to go to, the, chance to, go to March. Tonight, there's no, St. John's is on. I'm going to check them out, see, see, what, see if there's any hype around them. Um, other than that, sadly, last night was more exciting because of that, that whole thing. But I actually will probably watch Seton Hall tonight. It's on late. But I'm going to check out Seton Hall. Uh, if anyone remembers Alvine Christian, <laughs> they're playing tonight at 1030. So there's that for you. And they're favored by three. The over-under is 132, so we're expecting a pretty normal game there. But against Utah Valley, uh, it's the second round, too, not even the championship, but two decent teams going at it. Uh, but I'm going to check out some uh, ACC tournament tonight. Virginia's favored over Louisville. L's down, Kentucky all day. <laughs> Still sad that game didn't get rescheduled this year. But I'm going next year, and I'm going to walk into Yum Center with my L's down shirt. Oh, gosh. And I'm going to be proud. And I'm going to be very proud. Uh, because if there's one thing, beating Louisville brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. Beating them brings me a lot of joy. You know what would bring me a lot of joy? If Kentucky beat Arkansas in the SEC championship. That would be the... So, so we'll close here. We'll close here. SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC. Those four conferences. Who's winning those four conferences? ACC, who you got? It's a Duke-UNC championship. That's got to be given. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I don't want to say... <laughs> I, I think the Duke Blue Devils will win the ACC championship. Yeah, that's, that one's there. I can't deny it. I've got Auburn in the SEC. I think it's a big deal for Auburn. So I've got Duke and Auburn there. Who you got in the SEC? I, I think Kentucky. I like you experience, and I like Kentucky. I mean, I like teams that they do it every year, and Kentucky yeah. gives me one of those. I would agree. I like Kentucky. I would agree. I like Kentucky, too. I like Kentucky a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Oh, and it seems biased to say I would favor Kentucky, and I really do. But I, the only way I want Kentucky to win the SEC is to beat Arkansas because Arkansas right now is like the team to beat. I think in college basketball, like they feel good. They feel that they're the most confident, confident of anybody, mm-hmm. except Peter Kiss that plays for Bryant because they yeah. blew the roof off of No Name last night. Yeah, and uh, they're on top of the world. Um, oh my goodness, we didn't even talk about this real quick. Hold up, pause, pause our closing, uh, closing. Who's in the conference tournament? The Beller, the Bellarmine School last night. Um, Beller, Beller, Beller Mine, okay, won the A-Sun championship. They started the year, I guess, as D2 and transferred to D1. They are not eligible I saw this. to play in March Madness. So Jacksonville, who lost last night, I'm assuming their rivals would be Jacksonville State, <laughs> is getting to go to March. And if you're Jacksonville, you are... How do you feel? I mean, that would be like, I mean, to me, in my eyes, I'm just going to guess that's like if Michigan played Illinois or, sorry, if Michigan played the Rutgers and lost and then like the Rutgers are like, ah, but we can't go to March. So instead of you, we're going to send Michigan State. Like, like obviously they didn't pick, but that's just like, that's kind of how I felt about the situation. I was like, this is funny. This is funny. So I, I don't just put them in the tournament. I mean, I don't get the I don't get the why they couldn't be. They're not going to win. I love the fact though that these players that were on this team that won't be on this team after this year could be like, oh, we were going to win. Again we would have won it. We, we would have won. We would have went deep. We were the Cinderella story. We actually won as many games as we could until we were so good that college basketball told us you can't play any more games. I mean, not <laughs> not many teams in college basketball. I would, there's normally I'd say two teams. That's it: the NIT winners and the NCAA winners. That their last game they win. Now we got this team to add on. Yeah, this team. Yeah, yeah, this team. This team this year, the champions this year in college basketball are the women's, the men's, the NIT, and Bellarmine. Bellarmine has captured the first college championship of the year. You got to put an asterisk next to the the 2022 yeah. NCAA championships. Gonna have an asterisk because yeah, you gonna never pull know. The UCF. They're going to pull the UCF and they're going to put a banner up in their stadium next year for yep. their first their first year, and it's going to say 
Champs. Contentional, contentional NCAA 22 men's basketball championship. Yeah. Division one. And I love Sounds that. rightfully earned to me. I love, I love that for them. I love that for Bellarmine. So give me, we've got SEC and uh, ACC covered. We've, we've kind of, you're, you're taking Kentucky. I'm going to take Auburn because it just seems likely. We both um, took not our teams yeah, in our we, conference. I am definitely taking Duke just because I like Pablo Banchero. Banchero, how yeah. do you say it? I yeah. like him. They're but, good. Um, then we've got, we'll close this too. I'll close this for you in a special way. Um, uh, but pause, pause that. Go to Big 12. Who's winning the Big 12? Because that's the craziest one, I think. Final Illini. Not the Big 10, the Big 12. Oh, you said Big 12? Yeah. Oh. So Kansas or Baylor, really? Kansas, Baylor, Baylor or Texas Tech? Baylor Bears. The Baylor Bears. Yep. Um, wow. I want to say something stupid for the Big 12 because I think it's the stupidest one. Give me, give me TCU. Horned give frogs. me TCU. Give me the Horn Frogs because this team has beaten Kansas and they beat Texas Tech. And I'm like, man, I would not want to see them back to back after I beat them. Gonzaga had got to do that. They had a week. I'm sure they did not have fun practices after the loss of St. Mary's. But give me, give me TCU. Like legit. Give me the hot take. That's my hottest take. And that's the most wild thing I'll say. Realistically, I think it's Texas Tech. But like, if I'm if I'm putting if I'm putting some stuff down, I'm gonna go TCU's winning this thing. And when TCU knocks off, um, who's in their region of the bracket? I think it's uh, gosh, I want to say it's Kansas. I want to say they'll see Kansas first. TCU sees Texas at the five, so then they'll play Kansas. So they're gonna knock off Texas tomorrow at eleven thirty. I'm gonna watch that. And then when they beat Texas, people are going to be like, oh, crap, Texas almost beat Kansas. Like, TCU could give Kansas a game. Kansas is going to be cold. TCU is going to be hot. Kansas is going to get knocked off. They earn themselves to a championship. If they go to the championship, I feel like that's good enough to make my take. Yeah, that made my take. If they don't win at all, I'll be like, ah, I was close. We'll revisit that next week. If If they get knocked off, if they get knocked off, though, like, tomorrow at 1130, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel really stupid. But I like this TCU team. I do. They've got some about them. They've got a little fun. They got a little fun in them. They beat some teams recently. Interesting. Big Ten is the area where you've already spoke. Yeah. You got the fighting Illini? I do. I think that right now, Illinois beats, they beat good teams, I feel like. I feel like they're, they're competitive. I think they're going to win the Big Ten. And then I think they're not going to see the Sweet 16 in the tournament. It's a good take. It's a, it's a good take. Because Illinois does not match up well with people at all. Uh, Curbelo is either a 2 or he's a, a 10. Like That's just the odds of Curbelo. Um, the Big Ten tournament, uh, gosh, starts tonight at 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nebraska, Northwestern. Tomorrow's really the big Big, big Ten day. I'm going to watch Michigan State and Maryland tomorrow night. Excited about that one. Um, Ohio State will play tomorrow night. Uh Iowa, I mean, the best games tomorrow. The best game tomorrow will be Michigan and Indiana because I don't know if Jawan Howard's back. But ever since the uh, massacre, massacre of Michigan, yeah, uh, they've been better. They've been better since Jawan left. I don't know how he didn't lose his job over that well, situation. Yeah, yeah. Let's put the let's put an asterisk there. Let's put yet on that. Yeah. Um, Illinois. Illinois comes out to the championship game against Maybe. against Purdue. And yeah. I'm going to take Purdue. Purdue's good. Purdue is really good. I like Ivy. I like Purdue. But actually, I'm going to flip your take on you here. I like Illinois further than I like Purdue, Purdue this March. I, because Purdue has not made a Final Four in like almost 100 years now. Yeah. And the last time I trusted Purdue, I think they lost in the round of 32. I can't remember the exact year, but we're kind of younger, if anyone listening can't tell yet. And the last year, Purdue, like the last time Purdue won, I don't know. I, my parents were in diapers the last time Purdue <laughs> went to a Final Four. So, that's some perspective for everyone listening right there. I never, I never trust Big Ten schools in the tournament. Oh, my goodness. Last year was the biggest lesson of them all, and I, th- I think I was yelling it from the rooftops at the start, like, Big Ten schools are phonies, Big Ten schools are phonies. And, and it's easy to say now, but I, was, I did have Illinois, not in my Final Four, I had them in my Elite Eight in all brackets. 
And then that happened, and I was like, well, that kind of sucks. But I was also kind of rooting for them more than I had them in my bracket. So that was kind of more of like, oh, now I really don't have anybody to watch. So I rooted for Baylor because I had them in some like a, I drew them in a random team pool. And I was go. a Sikkim Bears guy for the rest of the tournament. I won 100 bucks and bought a pair of Air Force Ones. So that was, a, <laughs> that was a big highlight of my year last year. So shout out to everyone. Shout out to the guys that went in with me and we had that fun little wager. That was fun. Um, but the last thing here, and this is how I want to close this. What was your favorite note? from raining on coach k's parade we We started it here we're gonna end it here the best part is him yelling at the fans that that was that put the stamp (laughs) on it stop quiet everybody quiet and i'm i don't not a coach k guy i'm a carolina guy (laughs) he threw his players under the bus oh yeah we came out flat We, we we can't do that coach k how about you take some accountability do you see in the game this is another one I liked, actually. There was a lot to like for me last Saturday. <laughs> Jay, Jay Williams begging Coach K to call the timeout. Did you see that? I did not. So there, Carolina goes on a little run. Was this, was this when Carolina w- took that last 10-0 run and got up? It was like the last time they got up. Okay, I do, yeah. I do recall, and I've listened to this, and I, I actually went back and watched it a little the bit. Camera, the attention. camera flashes to Jay Williams. They show him, we need a timeout. We need a timeout. Jay Shire's probably tapping Coach K on the leg, like, hey, let's call a timeout. Yeah. Let's call a timeout. Let's call a timeout. Coach K's like, no, it's fine. We, we've already thrown this day. Duke goes down, doesn't score. Carolina goes and scores. Then he gets Here's his timeout. Here's what they should have done. Here's what they should have won for anyone like me that was watching the Kansas game, and you flipped over. They should have said, well, welcome, college basketball. Lots of you come from the Kansas game. We're going to show you how this game started, and they should have showed that dunk that happened off the start of the game for North Carolina yeah, because that like took the wind out of the building. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there were people crying when that dunk happened. They were like, Oh, that stinks. As a Carolina fan, I didn't feel good about the way we played much of the year, but we looked good on matter. Saturday. It doesn't matter. It we doesn't matter. Cause it's good. March. It's March and you have a chance to get in. Be- oh, th- that was the best. And, and that was the best thing for North Carolina. And I'm sorry. We, We've done it ourselves. We've we've are we've been a part of the Coach K hate narrative. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we've joined the Coach K narrative by throwing a little shade at him. Yeah. North Carolina locked themselves into the tournament that day. They did. That we, was they were a first four out and they moved off the bubble. Yeah. Like we're in forever. Like they could lose. They could maybe lose in the first round and they still wouldn't get brought up in the bubble. For yeah, the we're in round. now. They're in because they beat Coach K, which is nice. But I mean, I truly do. I have nothing against Duke but I feel somewhat bad for the players. Like you had so much pressure on you and ESPN wrote this narrative and they've talked about it for three weeks and you blew it. And now you, the best thing you can do Duke, because I don't think you're a final four team. The best thing you can do is go win the ACC tournament for coach K and that's it. That's his last year. But this has the possibility. And this will be the last thing we talk about. This has the possibility to be the best March Madness tournament since give me a year. Give me a final four. A final four. Give me a timeline. Because I'm taking, I'm taking the Kentucky, Wisconsin, uh, Duke, and who, who did Duke beat that year? I don't even remember. Probably didn't matter. But that year, that year was the last. The Duke and Wisconsin, and that was a tough year as a Kentucky fan. But the year before as a Kentucky fan was a lot the, of fun. The Wisconsin-Duke was... That was a good year. That was a really good year. Because Kentucky was 40-0, and and everyone kind of wanted to see him win. Everyone kind of wanted to see him lose. And at the actually, the end of that Notre Dame game, I was young at the time, and Kentucky barely knocked off, like barely got past Notre Dame, and I was like, this does not feel good. Yeah. Like, we have, not, we have not struggled like this against teams all year. And I think it exposed some weaknesses, and I think the next game it just got capitalized on. Um, but this year, as a fan, as like a true fan, and, and you pay attention to sports, you have a feeling, like you kind of get a feeling. Lots of Cowboys fans are there every year. They have this feeling. I'm not. I'm like last year. I probably once or twice was like, oh, we might want a playoff game this year. And then like the end of the season after the bye week, I said, oh my goodness, we are not good. We're not in a good spot. Yeah. We're not in a good spot at all. I feel this way about Kentucky in the sense of I'm like, I feel good about you. You finally, you finally got dressed up. And Cal, Cal's funny because he's a guy that's like, he doesn't change who he is, and he gets a lot of respect for this, which is one of the, only, like, one of the reasons I have a lot of respect for him is like all the shady stuff that goes on in college basketball. And like, he, he's like, I don't care. I'm putting, I'm putting my kids in the league. I don't care about winning championships. I don't care about any of this stuff. And they have a chance to do it. And he's like, if we do it, great. If we don't, I'm still sending Ty Ty Washington in the top 10. Like, I'm yeah. still, Ty Ty's still a, I'm still sending Oscar in the draft. And I'm still sending Ty Ty and 
even though Oscar now apparently wants to like, there's rumors he might return. And I'm like, that's insane. Don't Kofi Cockburn this thing and ruin your NBA career. Go ahead and go. But uh, the, the last thing was that like, gosh, I feel good about Kentucky. I feel good about Kentucky. I like where the NBA's at. I like that this could be the best college basketball since the best college basketball March Madness since 2016. Yeah. Because it'll be, what did Coach K do in his last year? The last year it had potential to do this was Zion's year. Mm-hmm. It had potential. If yeah. Zion would have went to the Final Four, there would have been a little more fireworks around that year because him getting beat in the Final Four would have been a lot cooler. Oh, wait. No, they lost to Michigan State in the, the Elite Eight. Eight. And yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But that would have been so much more fun watching on a Friday night. Yes. Than a Saturday afternoon. Yes. <laughs> so... 2016 was the last good one, and I think that, like, for our generation, this is, one, this is one that could hit. Yeah. This is one that could hit. It's the first year out of pandemic. SEC fans are, like, like COVID for them never existed this year. Like, they've been at full capacity all year, so they're ready to flood the stadiums at this SEC tournament, which is in Tampa, Florida, which drives me insane because I was going to go until gas went up to 459, and... Like two months ago, I was like, gas is expensive and it's in Tampa, Florida. So odds are I'm probably not going. Yeah. It was in Nashville I was going because we live very close to Nashville, like close mm-hmm. enough to where I would go and have gone. But man, I'm excited. College basketball is in a good spot. This has been the Double Bonus Podcast with Pacey and Jackson Howe. We will catch you next time. Jackson, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you.